This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, fall, winter, spring, and summer, whenever you garden, wherever you garden, this is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef, Frank Proctor, along with Grace, we welcome to the airwaves... We welcome. What's the matter? There? We got a, a wrong mic going there. No, it's hmm. it's we have we get mic issues every now and then. But I well, we're fiddling there. I will do a couple things. One is uh, let everybody say welcome to everybody. This is the garden show, and we're happy to talk gardening and answer all your questions and listen to your poetry. Last week we had a member the nice poem yeah, we had that right. on about roses. So we're happy to do that. But special show today. Uh, today we are going to have an orchid hobbyist. I, I, I hesitate to call Barbara an expert because she doesn't consider herself an expert, but Barbara Lee will be joining us in the second half of the show. So if you have some questions that you would like to uh, address now to us between now, you know, first half hour on orchids, then we'll be all geared up and ready to go when Barbara joins us in the second half and she can cover off some of those questions. So, so orchids is kind of our theme for the second half, but like I say, ask your questions now and it'll all work really well. Well, well, now yes, we've, I've switched this mic and it was working before. Is it working now? It's sort of, <laughs> sort of working. It's sort of working. It's it was working Saturday. Before. Yeah. I don't know. Let me do the numbers while you. you do you want to or do you want to do the numbers? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'll do the numbers. Okay. The number to call. All right. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty. If you're in Toronto, anywhere else in the province, it is toll free one eight six six seven forty. Four seven forty, and you'll be talking first to our darling Grace in the other room, gracious Grace, mm. and uh, then she'll get you lined up for the phone calls. Okay, there right. we are. Thanks, Frank. And remember as well, we are available on the web. You can always listen in real time on the web at www.am740.ca. But if you're out of the reach of a radio or out of the country and you didn't take your laptop, we are, uh, all of our um, shows are um, archived so that you can always listen backwards. You can listen to a past show in the form of a podcast. Right. And yeah. that's pretty cool. So that's on iTunes. You Very simple. Go to www.itunes.com and you will have to download the free software, but it's not a big piece of software. It takes about, you know, 15 seconds to go into your computer and then just search the site either by The Garden Show or AM740 mm-hmm. and there you'll see all the garden shows lined up with dates on them and you can listen to an old show. If you you miss something or you say, I think Charlie had an answer for a problem that comes up uh, in your in your garden in the future. You know what I got in the mail? No. Uh, no not the mail, actually. Uh, email. Email. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, this a little harbinger of spring. Mm-hmm. It says, break out your green thumb, March 17th to 21st. I know what it's, that is. Yes, the 14th annual Canada Blooms. Celebrate the Gardens of Canada in all their blooming splendor. How about ah, that? That's, well, that's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. And you, you are a head of show there. I pretty much live, eat, and breathe Canada <laughs> Blooms at this time of year. Uh, and uh, yes, exactly. Canada Blooms, the, ver- the biggest flower and garden festival anywhere in Canada. 
And it's very exciting. I, I was at a trade show this past week, mm-hmm. and the trade show was to do with the horticultural industry. And, you know, thousands of people are there. Yeah. And we had a booth. Canada Blooms had a booth. And people kept dropping by and, and sort of chatting about Canada Blooms and asking questions about what's new and exciting this year. And, of course, the newest, most exciting thing is Canada Blooms is moving. So the new location this March will be at the exhibition place. So the you know the CNE grounds, right. the Direct Energy Center is our location, which is very exciting. We've been at the Metro Toronto Convention Center for twelve years, and so wow. you know yeah. it's kind of cute though too because the Sportsman Show and Canada Blooms have swapped uh, venues, and we run at the same time. So all of us know that there will be people that'll come to the wrong venue. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I was uh, making a canoe here. Yeah, <laughs> well the big burly guys. I mean, here's a you know total generalization, but the big burly guys in camouflage gear showing up at Canada Blooms are going to just fit right in, right? And of course, the, the, the groups of, of yeah. ladies with their, you know, nicely done hair and clean gloves are going to roll into the sportsman show going, uh, this doesn't <laughs> smell right. Yeah. Well, didn't you kind of work on a little arrangement between the two of you? To... We tried to, but no, there is no... Uh, oh, we we were kind of hoping we could get some, thing? Oh, a no. reciprocal shuttle bus yeah. just b- for that purpose. Yeah, yeah. But the sportsman show didn't think it was going to be a problem. Well, I guess they realized that most of their people, you know, have big honking trucks. And they can just drive somewhere else. I'm making total generalizations. Well, of Don't you shoot are. me. <laughs> I think or, we'd better take a little bit of a break and give us a chance to recoup here <laughs> and for you to uh, just watch your words because we didn't want to start a war here. No, that's okay. true. <laughs> You're listening to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show, AM 740, where we play and talk the best of the best. believe in love when he takes me in his arms the world is bright all right i'm gene stevens this week on a special vintage favorites ziggy and i co-host the show with our guest moses nimer who talks about our brand new cd moses presents zoomer's choice but i still believe in love featuring bet midler nat king cole and billy holiday Vintage Favorites gets romantic with Moses. Sunday at 2 from Zoomer Radio AM 740. Despite the fact that North Americans are living longer than ever before, the quality of our later years are often diminished by poor health. Diabetes, heart disease, low bone density, and arthritis take a huge toll on our well-being and represent a major drain on health care costs. According to Dr. Dean, author of The Miracle of Magnesium, magnesium deficiency exacerbates many chronic diseases and modern diets may be to blame. Dr. Dean indicates that as much as 80% of us may be magnesium deficient, yet getting enough magnesium is one of the easiest ways to safeguard long-term health. Choose to supplement with Natural Calms Magnesium and invest in your long-term health. Natural Calms Magnesium Citrate Powder and Natural Calms Magnesium Plus Calcium, an excellent bone builder, and their transdermal magnesium gel and oil provide an absorbable and cost-effective way to boost your magnesium intake. Available at natural health stores or log on to naturalcom.ca. That's naturalcom.ca. Amish Furniture Outlet is bankrupt. The entire inventory of handcrafted solid wood furniture for dining, living, and bedroom, kitchen, and office is now 30 to 40% off. New inventory has just arrived from the warehouse. Amish Furniture Outlet is bankrupt at 1970 Dundas Street East, Mississauga, 3060 Davidson Court, Burlington, and 1755 Pickering Parkway. Sale conducted by Danbury. Visit danburysales.com for the Amish Furniture Bankruptcy Sale and more. 
every five minutes. Someone in Canada develops Alzheimer's disease or related dementia. Manulife Walk for Memories events are being held throughout January. Supporting the Manulife Walk for Memories will help the Alzheimer's Society. Five minutes. Ensure that people living with Alzheimer's never face it alone. Remember to donate today or register and collect pledges for your local walk. Go to walkformemories.ca. Alzheimer's disease is not about our parents' generation. Time's up. It's about ours. Are you ready for your excitement to begin? Let's go to the hop. Let's go to Experience the good old 50s-style rock and roll as Sha Na Na hits the stage at Casino Rama from February 2nd through 4th. For ticket information, visit the Casino Rama box office or any Ticketmaster location. Sha Na Na Live. Matinee and evening shows February 2nd through 4th at Casino Rama. This is where your excitement begins. Getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And Charlie's all set to take a call here from uh, Marge in Brussels. Hi, good morning, Marge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Marg, it is, I guess. Is it? Hello. Uh, hello. hello. It's Mark Saxon. Hello, Marg. Yeah, from Brussels. There you go. <laughs> and it, Brussels, of course, would be somewhere in Ontario, I think? It's near Listowel, yeah. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> anyway, good. Anyway, I'm calling about my poinsettia tree. Mm-hmm. It's uh, three years old. It's about an inch in diameter in the trunk. Oh. And I brought it in um, after the summer, and it had been cut back one-third, mm-hmm. and it did fine indoors, and I kept it in the dark over winter, but I had to transplant it because the pot was too heavy to move. Oh, yeah. So it's had two transplants since the fall, and now it's doing very poorly. All the dark leaves have dropped off. The new growth is, is uh, sparse, and I'm wondering, can I cut it back now one-third? It has uh, new growth close to the lower, uh, near the top of the trunk. Right. <clears throat> you can cut it back now. The main thing is w- make sure that if there's very little growth, if it's quite sparse, Typically, what we find is that the new growth will be out on the tips, and the older, more mature leaves will have dropped from the inside of the plant. Yes. So when you do your cutting back, it, there's a tendency to cut back all the new growth, and then you just have you know little bran- naked branches left. Right. And it's important that if you're going to cut it back, you do leave some leaf material on the plant. Okay. So sometimes what I do in that situation is I'll only cut back, say there's... 12 branches to cut back. I'll cut back half of them. Okay. Wait, and and those ones I've cut back, the little buds will start to break forth into new leaves. As soon as I start to see a little bit of green happening on that newly pruned stems, then I go in and I finish the pruning job and and prune back the other ones. Okay. Because if you leave it with no leaves at all, it can be extremely shocking and can cause the plant to die just from lack of having any leaf material at all. Okay, great. Okay. And what about fertilizing? I wouldn't, until you start to see some real active growth. Now, sure, the days are getting longer, but it, we're still not seeing a, a real rush of growth yet in our plant material. Mm-hmm. I try and leave the fertilizing for another couple of weeks, if you can, mm-hmm. rather than uh, starting right away. Okay. Uh, it, particularly when they're not actively growing, plants will not use the fertilizer, and there can be a buildup in the soil, which can become toxic. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you very much, Charlie. Thanks so much. Have a good day. You too. Take care of Brussels, uh, where everything sprouts. That's pretty <laughs> neat. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I, I'm reaching today. Cabbage I'm reaching head. Today. <laughs> yeah. um, 
That's pretty neat, though, that um, Mark's got such a three-year-old poinsettia tree. That's yeah. a pretty good-sized plant. That's, you know, good for her for well, keeping it alive. A one-and-a-half-inch Well, she uh, said it's diameter. about a one-inch stem, one, yeah. so that means it's a pretty pretty thick stem. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, all... Substantial. Exactly, substantial. Well. Well said. And thank you very much. And uh, here we are at AM740 Charlie Dobbin Garden Show and uh, ready to speak to Marjorie in Mississauga. There's a little alliteration for you. Hi, Marjorie. Oh, good morning. Morning. Good morning, Charlie. I just have a question for orchids. Mm -hmm. I have a slipper orchid, Mm -hmm. and I'd just like to know how to um, look after it. I I got it last year with a beautiful slipper on it. Did absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And this year I had three beautiful slippers. So now I'd like to know if there's anything special I should do for it. So it's just for your guests coming on in a half an hour. But it looks healthy. Otherwise, it's green. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's in good condition. Mm -hmm. New growth, uh, leaves, etc. So you're just wondering, what do you do to ensure lots of flowering? Because I did nothing and didn't expect to get any. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that always the way, though? So often when we ignore our plants, they actually really do well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll, I'll certainly ask Barbara if she's got any words of advice for you to keep that slipper orchid looking great. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Marjorie. Charlie Dobbins Garden Show, AM 740, and the phone numbers for those of you in Toronto, 416-360-0740, and anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And on to the line to Elaine in Scarborough. Good morning, Elaine. Hi, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Elaine. Um, I have a question. Now, I have a beautiful peace lily. Mm-hmm. It's in a part of the circumference is about 30 inches. And I fertilized it in October. Uh-huh. Now, it, I've had it about six, seven years. And every year around the same time, at about November going to December, it blooms. Mm-hmm. It hasn't bloomed at all. No. Am I giving it too much love? Or what? <laughs> well, the thing I'd find about peace lilies, the, the most important bit of love you can give them is quite a lot of water. Yeah, I know. I give it quite a bit of water. Yeah, they, and they'll tell you when they want water. Their leaves will lose their luster and they'll yeah. leave, eventually even wilt. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and no big deal. You water them and they bounce right back. Uh-huh. It does have a bit to do with light levels. Is, has anything changed with the location on the peace lily? Have you moved it at all it's from where it used yes, to be? I did move it. But I've put it in a, a, an area of my den where the, the, the window is very big and it gets a lot of sunshine. Mm. So I don't know why. So if anything, you mean it's in more light now than it used to be? No, oh. I don't think so. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's, peace lilies, they're, they're great plants because they're so easy. Yes. They can grow just about anywhere in our homes. If, as you know, if you put them into a really dark corner, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll still do fine. They just won't grow very much and they'll rarely flower if it's mm-hmm. very dark. A little higher light levels and you'll get the odd flower. Now tell me, how many years have you had this plant? About six, seven years. What, have you ever transplanted it or is it the same? No, I have never transplanted. I was just saying, yeah. you know, it is so huge. Yeah. I should um, transplant it into maybe two other parts. That's exactly right. And so that's what I'd be inclined to think. The location sounds fine. You know, near yeah. a nice big bright window is good. Uh-huh. And you know to water uh, as appropriate. But yeah. when they get really big, the pot gets so full of roots that there's yeah. virtually no soil left. Okay. And the thing you need to do, and it sounds like you're in a pretty big pot now anyway. Yes, it is a big pot. Yeah, so you're going to want to slide it out, like get out some newspaper, slide on its side, and slide the whole plant out of the pot. Mm-hmm. And 
then just get out a sharp knife, like okay. a butcher knife, and okay. just you can chop up a plant like that, believe it or not, into about fifty plants. Really? Oh yeah, because oh. you'll if you, once you get it out of the pot, you'll see that each there's like a little yeah. How do I explain it? There's they're individual little plants all yeah. growing in there, and you can slice and dice and come up with lots of plants, uh-huh. or or not. Just like you said, you know, go in half or go in quarters, uh-huh. and then repot. You know, try and give good sized pots, you know, eight, 10 inch pots for yeah. each of the chunks with some fresh potting soil. Oh, and cool. do that in, in February or March at, yeah, f- at the earliest. Early and uh, and you'll find, yeah, it'll take right off for you and you should get lots of flowers. No, another question. Well, we can only, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Elaine, oh. darling, I'm sorry, darling. We, we can only uh, take one question per call, oh. okay? I forgot that's, that mantra, but it's yeah. true. Okay, please, please do. do. Thank yep. you very Thank you. much. In fact, we have to take a little bit of a commercial break here on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. Be back after these words from our sponsors. Through rainy days and long droughts, infestations and early frost, she's the one constant in your garden. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. <laughs> oh, we're here laughing and scratching, I'm telling you. <laughs> the Garden Show, Charlie Dobbin, is always fun for yours truly, I'll tell you. Margarita in Etobicoke, hello and good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I would like to know. Mm-hmm. I did get a little um, orchid, mm-hmm. and it's very, very common name, but it was very tiny blooms. Oh, yeah. And okay. it was in a glass. Well, anyway, it bloomed twice. Mm-hmm. I just missed it because being in a glass, yeah. I didn't want to water. I just missed it every morning. Okay. And I had beautiful, you know, blooms. Mm-hmm. But now it just is getting two babies on that stem that it bloomed. Oh. And I don't know what to do. Can right. I take it off Good. and transplant? How do I do that? Okay, great question. Because I, I think I know what I would say to you, but I think we'll wait and see what Barbara says you should do. Because <clears throat> this is um those flowering stems can be can really kind of throw you off what they do after they flower. So that's where the little babies are growing is <clears throat> on the flower stems. True. Them. And I Wonderful. took to the garden center, and they said they've never seen anything like it. Well, so <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I've certainly, can't say I've seen it, because I traditionally kill orchids at my house, but um, <laughs> I've certainly heard of it, <laughs> so I don't think it's completely uncommon, but we'll, let's uh, let, wait and see what Barbara has to say for her best uh, recommendation, but like I say, I think I have an idea what I would say to you as well, so we'll, we'll uh, keep listening, and we'll get back on that one for you. Thank you. Thanks so much for your call. And just to uh, remind uh, our listeners, refresh uh, their memories about our special guest, yes. we have an orchid specialist, Barbara... Barbara Lee, Lee. is joining oh, yeah. us in about five five minutes or so. There and she's a, a hobbyist, so mm-hmm. she's going to be uh, able to, I think, kind of cut to the chase on some of the questions people have. Very good. And I know that uh, Frida Milton has an orchid question here, too. Hi. Good morning, Frida. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Hi, Charlie. I love your program. Thank you. I uh, have a question, and last year I lost five orchids. Oh. Uh, they were c- completely infested with lice. Uh, okay. Now you say lice. What did they look like? Uh, it was a slimy. Ooh. It was. I had a, uh, my sister come in, and she looked at them, and she says, get, out of, get them out. Yeah, just so I threw them all out, cleaned everything, sanitized everything, mm-hmm. washed the curtains, and started again this year. Okay, so you have a couple new ones now, do you? I have, uh, yeah, I have mm-hmm. one I bought, and then one was given to me, and they bloom. My orchids always bloom beautiful, but what do I do about this issue? Well... Okay, so the five that you had, had you collected those over a period of time? Yes, and I think 
the last one didn't look too healthy, but mm. uh, I thought I'll nurse it back. Mm-hmm. And, and it must have been the one that brought it Came in. with something on it. Because mm. yes. that is typically how, in our controlled environment of our homes, how insects or diseases are introduced is with yes. new a new plant. So rule number one, whether it's orchids or any other kind of a house plant, it's nice if you can do a little isolation or quarantine time frame when you bring a new plant into your home just to be sure that it isn't carrying something that will then infest everything in your home. How do uh, I know where the lice are or when they start? I have some leaves that are brown. Uh-huh. And the bottom. Well, what I would do, if you can quarantine new plants in your home for a week or two, that just gives you a chance to, to watch them, to keep a close eye. And if you do see evidence of something like insects, then you know either you're going to treat for the insects or you're going to just throw the plant outside How into the I cold. The treating for yeah. insects? Yeah. Well, um, with orchids, I, you say well, they're slimy. Did they look a bit like slugs? Yeah, uh, No, it was a slimy texture like mucus all over. Oh, yeah. I, I have never seen that on plants. And, and, and now I see the same um, on the bottom. The bottom leaves, they, when do, they turn a little bit brown and spotty, black okay. spots. I don't know what that and is. And do you water your orchids or mist them? Uh, both. both. I uh, water them once a week with a shot glass. Uh-huh. And uh, missed them maybe once a month. Okay. I have a good window. It's a north window. It gets only the morning sun. Okay. And it's. I had a new window put in, so it's not cold. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Just for the organs. I love orchids. Oh, okay. oh, this is great. Okay, good question uh, or sort of set of questions there. So leave that with me. And I know we have Barbara on the line now. So please uh, just, you could hang up the phone, but keep listening and we'll see if we can answer some of these questions. This is great. Thanks for your good call. Stuff. Thank you for calling the Charlie Dalvin Garden Show here at AM 740. And just before we introduce our guest, uh, the phone numbers one more time. If you want to jot them down, keep them on your fridge or something like that. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. All right, I'll turn it over to our guest in just a moment. The following segment is sponsored by today's featured guest on the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Barbara, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Charlie? I'm well. How are you? Great. Uh, Frank wants to say hi. Well, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Now, I didn't, I was careful to not call you an expert, Barbara, because you said I'm yes. not an expert. I'm that just. Would be, yes, Charlie, that would be far too generous. <laughs> well, but I think you're a pretty enthusiastic enthusiast, yes, aren't you? Enthusiast, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how many orchids do you have in your house? Um, at the minute, uh, right now, I have about 18. Mm. And they are mostly Phalaenopsis. Okay. Because I find that, um, well, I actually, I'm very attracted to this plant. Um, it all started about seven years ago when. Um, my friend gave me one. I never grew orchids before, but I always um, liked green plants in my home. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing was, you know, I almost had a heart attack because I thought I would kill it. Yeah. Uh, They're a bit it, intimidating, aren't they? Uh, to, to a certain extent, because, you know, it has a reputation of you know, being high maintenance. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, I discovered to my great joy that, you know, um, uh, not only did I not kill it, <laughs> I had, uh, in fact, you know, grown to be uh, so passionate about... Um, 
orchids that I have now, 18 of them. Wow. Yes, it's a really uh, it's a labor of love, really. I don't consider that work uh, taking care of them. No, not but, at all. Not, no. if they, not if they produce a lot of blooms. Well, um, uh, for me, I take it very stoically, Charlie. <laughs> if I haven't killed them off, uh, which I, uh, well, just, you know, there have been one or two casualties so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what I do is that as long as the leaves are green mm-hmm. and bright and shiny, uh, and uh, as long as it gets um, a lot of indirect sunlight, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem. I see new leaves blooming, blooming, uh, not blooming, growing, okay. and um, uh, that gives me a lot of hope right. in many ways. And That's course, right. A, mm-hmm. a healthy plant. A healthy plant yeah. is more important than the blooms. That's and of right. course, um, I, um, um, got, uh, I bought um, a lady slipper. Oh, okay. There's, um, uh, another species, because there are hundreds of species of orchids. Oh, and and, thousands, isn't there? Yes, yes, more than that, exactly, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, went to a very reputable um, nursery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after two years, um, whoa, the leaves were really busting out of the pot. So um, it became so cramped, I had to divide the um, the uh, plant. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that um, it's been um, a couple of years, so uh, I usually um, feed them every two weeks. It was okay. in a very beautiful, sunny place. I have glass walls on one part of the home. Oh, okay. So I get a lot of indirect sunlight. And um, I, the leaves are very healthy, beautiful. They mm-hmm. just, the, the, the plant just grew, but no flower. And I went back to the nursery and they said, well, you know, of all the shipment we get, let's say if it's 10 pots of lady slippers, mm-hmm. maybe one or two would bloom. Oh. Yes, wow. they are really quite um, finicky in that way. But guess what? Last year, Charlie, it bloomed. Oh, I see. Yes, it bloomed. It, it just produces one flower. Oh, okay, but yes. it's always amazing, right? It's very amazing, and it does not last for too long. Okay, because that's the one. Cult. Yeah, the one thing about orchids is they often yeah. do have long-lasting flowers. But if you, Barbara, were you listening to the show from the beginning? Because we had a call from Marjorie in Mississauga, who had it. She referred to a slipper orchid. Yes. And then she just said, you know, how do I keep it looking good? And I think in her case, it yep. wasn't. It is looking good. So it, it looks good all by itself. And, and, and meaning, um, I don't quite get the question now, Charlie. Well, I guess mm-hmm. partially she was dreaming about flowers, too. So hopefully she's listening to you now and is yeah. hearing that it's a patience thing more than it's anything. It's very. It tests your patience. And then, of course, when it blooms, just one. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very big plant, as you know. Okay, it's really yeah. very nice and delicate. That's and right. then you enjoy the bloom for uh, however long it lasts. Yeah. And uh, now it's dormant again. But that really gave me so much joy. Okay. Just, so uh, just one short blooming. So when you say dormant again, so meaning it's not flowering? or No, it's not. It just produces and then the flower just uh, fades, as mm. you know. And then after which, of course, um, I would just cut the stem. Right. And then I would um, feed it regularly and put it near my um, glass um, wall. My glass wall. Okay. And do you feed all your orchids every two weeks? Um, I do that, um, yes. I think that plants should be fed consistently. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of my friends who, you know, um, who said, you know, oh, I don't have a green thumb. Actually, it's not true because um, if you just feed it regularly mm-hmm. and have some consistency in maintaining it, I think it will produce results. So what what I do is, yes, I do um, uh, uh, fertilize my plants, not just my orchids, my mm. other ones too, mm. regularly, uh, every two weeks. It's very easy for me to remember if I set up a schedule it's right. at the middle of the month or the end of the month, right. you know, whatever suits you find. And also, um, I missed my orchids. Yep. Uh, uh, with an atomizer, and uh, of course, I tell my girlfriends now: if you brush your teeth twice a day, <laughs> <laughs> you can remember miss to miss your plant at the same time um, twice a day too. 
depending on That's the great. humidity of your environment. And you mist with plain water or with fertili- fertilizer water? No, I don't. I do plain water. Yeah, okay. I spray it yeah. and then I fertilize it. And, um, uh, and that, they seem to be very happy. Huh. Yes, Twice and now at day. the moment, right now, Charlie, I'm looking at um, eight of them are in full bloom. Wow. Yeah, so I rotate them. And uh, believe it or not, Charlie, I have one um, phalaenopsis that has been blooming nonstop for the past four and a half years. Four and a half wow, years. Four and a half years, nonstop. That's great. Yes. So, so I mean, that's so rewarding. Eh? It's always there, just like a well, bright... I wasn't expecting it, Charlie. <laughs> I wasn't, because all the others would bloom for a few months, sure. and I find that the cycle of the Phalaenopsis is very long. Mm-hmm. That's why it's one of the more popular breeds. That's right. And, and the Phalaenopsis is the one that's commonly called a moth orchid, right? Yes. And, so, we and s- they come in beautiful colors. Purples, you know, all different colors pinks, and, whites. Yes, all of them. Everything except yellow, really. I have yellow ones. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. so every, just about every color then. Yeah, every color. And um, because I, I, I like colors. And um, also because um, they, the blooming cycle, as I said, this is exceptional, four and a half years. Sure is. Uh, <laughs> but the other ones are, you know, at least six months to eight at least, if not more. Uh-huh. And then um, I was just listening to your show just now about a lady who had lice. Yeah, she referred to lice. Is there um, such a thing lice? as orchid lice? And well, actually, um, well, I'm, as I say, I'm not a specialist, but I can tell you about my experience sure. with my um, orchids. The only uh, one kind I, I don't think they are lice, Charlie. But um, you were very right. Um, when I buy a new orchid, mm-hmm. or if um, I get one as a present, I usually put it aside. Sure, keep it separate from yeah. the, the main. I keep it separate first because, um, let's say, um. My plants are not really quite crowded, but they're, you know, about, you know, I stagger them. It's sure. right on my uh, living room uh, mantelpiece. Mm-hmm. So um, what I do is the first one, I mean, the one new one that comes in, mm-hmm. I will put it aside and see how it does. Right. Now, I've also noticed one thing about my um, orchids. Um, it's that um, after a little while, some of them, well, I know the flowers exude sap. Right. So the stalk gets quite sticky. Right. And the leaves too, I find. Uh-huh. Okay. So what I do is every couple of months I, um, I use a clean cloth mm-hmm. and I wipe it down with plain water. Okay. That's Just like a piece of paper towel or something. Yes, a clean yeah. paper. And yes. And I wipe everyone down uh, plant by plant. So Leaf by leaf, stem leaf by stem. By yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yes, uh-huh. I do that. And then, <clears throat> and I've also noticed one thing is that sometimes some of them develop um, kind of a brown, dark brown scab mm-hmm. that attaches itself onto the upper leaf or the underleaf mm-hmm. on the surface and also on the petals of the flowers. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that for me is a first sign of, you know, some sickness, sure. you know, some sort of uh, infestation. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I lift it out. I don't um, um, uh, um, leave it like there for a long time because I know it's not normal. Right. It could be some sort of pest, pest I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So I, what I do is I, I'm, actually what I do is I use a toothbrush uh-huh. for this purpose, a soft bristle toothbrush. You brush the broad leaves, uh-huh. and then after a little uh, bit of persistent brushing, or even use your fingernail, uh-huh. it detaches itself, uh-huh. the, uh, the scabs. Yeah. Also, that was what I did last night, actually. You went through and descabbed all your plants. De-scabbed, yes, and also at the back of the petals. Now, some of them can be quite stubborn, right. so you, and then, of course, um, you have to be very careful, you know. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you don't want to tear. you're detaching the scabs from the petals, just be very gentle with it, but be persistent, just as persistent as the scabs. (laughs) You can get rid of them with a toothbrush or your own fingernail and just uh, gently wipe it down. And I suggest you change the paper towel with another plant. 
Right. So you don't carry. That's right. Fresh. Yep. Yes, and then um, wash your toothbrush in between. I would yes, think too. Yes, I do. I, I would put vinegar in it. Oh, you'd, good. Yes, good that's what I would do. And yeah. then, of course, I would uh, sanitize my whole counter with vinegar. Huh. Barbara, can I ask you a question? Yes. My yes. wife and I uh, just bought a water cooler, yes. and we got the re- reverse osmosis. Uh, water jugs, and? which means it's a l- lack of salt. There's no salt in it. Wonderful. So this would be really good, I would think, for um, plants, would it not? Uh, probably. I haven't tried that. Sorry, I didn't get your name. Oh, Frank. Frank, um, I haven't tried that, you know, like um, um, uh, less sodium, water with less sodium. Yeah. But I think it may be a good idea because um, usually, you know, if I'm not too lazy, <laughs> I use my, <laughs> um, uh, my use filtered water. Yeah. But when I don't, when I use tap water, what I do find is that sometimes they leave a little bit of a white yeah. Uh, yeah. residue yeah. on my plants, and sure. I don't think the plant needs extra salt. <laughs> no, not at all. Because you know what that is. That's chlorine. That's just co- It precipitates the rest, yeah. out of the, the tap water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you, if you're fertilizing that consistently, you're already adding enough salt. You don't mm-hmm. need any extras. No, so, you don't yeah. need extra salt. I that's right. So distilled water obviously being yeah. the cleanest, mm-hmm. but yeah. nobody's going to water with distilled water. But nevertheless, yeah, certainly yeah. any filtered water or like you yeah. have... Uh, Help, reverse uh, osmosis. Yeah. Uh, Barbara, can you stay with us for another few minutes? Because we do need to yeah. go for a commercial break. And I just yeah. wanted to go back because there was another uh, ca- caller, Margarita, yeah. uh, who had the question about the little blooms in the glass. And I would just like well, to... I, didn't, I missed that one. That okay. would be nice. Uh, I'll fill you in on that. So if you wouldn't mind, if you can just stay on hold, we'll come right back. Yes. Thanks. Okay. We'll be back uh, very shortly here to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show with our special guest, Barbara. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Transplanting good ideas from one gardener to another. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Frank Proctor helping along uh, this morning and every Saturday morning for that matter. Barbara Lee on the line with us uh, once again. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you. Hey, listen, what do you think about us taking a call? We have a caller, Linda from Grimsby, and she wants to ask a question about orchids. Yeah. All right. You listen up and we'll connect with, uh, we'll do a conference thing here. (laughs) Morning, Linda. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thanks. Great. Well, we've got Barbara listening. We've got Frank, the sous chef, making notes on the side. (laughs) And I'm just here to to coordinate everything. What's going on at your place? Okay, I just bought a Cymbidium. Cymbidium, yep. Yep. Okay, and it's a huge thing. It's about three feet high. Mm. And it's really nice, and it's totally in bloom now. It's just some of them are opening up. It's yellow. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously an older plant. Like, it's got a lot of bulbs at the bottom. Yep. And um, I know they're difficult to grow. (laughs) <laughs> and I want to know what I'm going to do after it's finished flowering because I'm not sure I have the proper lighting for it. I'm in the east. I'm facing east. I have all glass windows mm-hmm. as somebody else had, so there's lots of light. Okay. But in the summer, I get the trees filling in. Right. So I'm not sure about the light. Well, okay, so stay. don't go anywhere, Barbara. Okay. What do you know about cymbidiums? Cymbidiums, um, I've had one or two, mm-hmm. I have. But uh, what I usually do is um, <clears throat> when they are in bloom mm-hmm. and if they're happy, sometimes, you know, um, I don't know how an orchid would do. Mm-hmm. So I sort of like try one location or another. But if it's in um, uh, uh, east-facing window, mm-hmm. they should get plenty of light. Sounds good. In, uh, a half of a day at least. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're happy now, are they not? Well, I've only had it for about five days. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. And um, what, what do the, the leaves are nice. They're healthy, shiny. Uh, they look good. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, what kind of mixture, I ha- um, um, the uh, potting mixture, do you know what it is? Well, uh, it looks like a fine cork. 
like oh. a fine, really fine. Really fine. Yeah. And uh, is it in a clay pot? Uh, no, plastic. Plastic. Okay, so it's in full bloom. What I usually do is that, um, and you water it about every week, did you say? Or? I would say every week, yeah. About every week. So um, what's... Usually what I do is that um, I, <laughs> I, I do a very primitive test. I stick my fingertip into the, um, the <clears throat> potting soil, not really soil, but right. mixture, mm-hmm. and then I see you know, how much water it needs because I don't want to underwater or overwater. Right. And, of course, um, and of course after the uh, blooms fade, I mean, you would cut the stalk, right? Right. Yes, and um, actually that was when I would quickly replant it in clay. Okay. I, I, um, I, from my experience, I do a lot better. Uh, the, the plants do, the flowers do, because um, plastic, you know, it's it, it just um, the water, the uh, moisture goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I, and also I buy the clay pots with slits in them. Oh, okay. uh, proper yes. orchid pots. Orchid yeah, pots, the orchid pot, yes, and I also what I do use is that um, sometimes my friends tell me that, you know, um, uh, they overwater. And sometimes I put it in sphagnum moss. Mm. But I find that the medium I work best in is really um, a bark mixture. Bark, yeah, I use yeah. bark. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then, of course, one of my girlfriends swears, and she grows beautiful orchids, that uh, she um, plants all of them in charcoal. Oh. Yes. Mm. And while well, I've seen her uh, flowers, they're beautiful. But so what I mix, I mix uh, charcoal chips into it, too. Oh, okay. into your orchid bark mix, yeah, which is yeah. typically fur bark. Yes, it's fur bark. Yes, right. so that's sort of true. And then it erases really well, I find. And, of course, mm-hmm. feed it again Okay. Uh, every two weeks, you know. Yeah, every two weeks, right. Yes. Yeah. Do, you, do you water it first and then um, put the feed in with the water after? Like um, I usually do half and half because I don't want to shock the uh, plant. Okay. And so I just water half of it. You know, uh, for example, if I usually water it once a week, you know, with let's say half a cup of water, depending on the size of your plant. Right. Um, then, uh, then I would put in the uh, mixture because you don't. Uh, and, and then I would put in the liquid fertilizer. Um, uh, that way, I, I don't want to shock the plant. If you right. know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, hmm. but then I don't want to waste the fertilizer too because, as you know, um, um, orchids don't want to sit in a puddle of water. Mm. They don't like that. No. No, yeah. I usually put mine in the bathtub and uh, let oh, them drain. Oh, you managed to do that well. Okay, good because um, people always say you know, either in the bathtub or the kitchen sink. But you see, I've got that many of them. I don't, you know, want to relocate. Right. So that's why I have to be very careful about my watering. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. spend all day moving eighteen or twenty orchids <laughs> into the bathtub and back. Yeah, and then of course you know they don't like to be moved around. You know, they, uh, the one of the uh, blooms they just drop. You know, <laughs> that's true. They do do that. That's right. Yeah. 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 The other thing I was going to mention when I'm using tap water, I let the tap water sit sure. for a couple of days before Good. I put it in the plant. Good idea. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, that's a great idea. Brings it to room temperature, and also you will lose off a lot of the the, whatever's added to the Mm -hmm. water, whether it's chlorine or fluoride and all that. Yeah. It'll it'll precipitate out. It'll actually evaporate. So that's good. All right. Okay, Okay, so good tips there. Linda, does that pretty much cover all your your symbidium uh, requests for now, questions for now? Good. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks so much for calling. Barbara, that was great. Well, okay, so we just learned a bit about repotting there. I have one question I just wanted to see if we can quickly cover off, which was a caller who called just before you came on, Barbara. Yes. And what she said was that she was given an orchid with little tiny blooms on it, and it was given to her in a, it was one of those glass test tube orchids. So it would have been like a little seedling, but of course it was more than a seedling because it was in bloom at the time. Yeah. She mists it daily, doesn't want to water it because it's in that enclosed little test tube thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the flowers finished the flower stems were still there, and now little babies have started to sprout on those flower stems. 
Oh. So her question was, what do I do? Um, has it got um, roots? You know, orchids have roots, right? That's right. She yes. didn't actually get to the... I never asked her that question. Good question. So you would say leave till some roots start to show? Um, if Yes, um, with the babies, meaning they're little buds or... Yeah, I bet you what it is is the flower stem. I've seen this before. Yeah. A leaf or two will start to grow, and it actually becomes like a little sprout right on... Yeah, like a sprout, right? Yeah. On, the, on the flower stem. That, that, that sounds very interesting because, you know, um, I don't know why, Charlie. My first impulse would be I would want to um, change the environment. Yeah, get it out of that glass mm-hmm. test too. Yes, exactly. I, I don't know why. I, this is like, an, um, and, like a knee-jerk reaction. Well, because that's some little designer thing probably versus a proper, like you're saying, it's clay too restrictive pot. though, isn't it, for the plant? Well, it's not enough air circulation. Yeah. It's not yeah. enough anything going on no, there. Nothing going on in yeah. there, you know. Yeah. It's all, you know, almost like uh, um, stagnant. Yes, it yeah. could become. All right, so right away you would suggest get it out of the test tube, yeah. get nice little clay pots, yes, get the proper yes. bark mixture, a little bit of charcoal, yes. charcoal. plant up the mother plant, and while you're doing it, snip off those little babies and set them into their own pots as well. Yeah. If so they don't have roots now, they will develop roots. They, they will develop roots, but you have give to give it, it the right environment. Misting, misting, misting. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. because they haven't developed a root structure yet right. to absorb water. So you w- they would um, get a lot of from the uh, um, listing. That's it. But frankly, I mean, you know, many orchids, that's exactly how they do get their, their, a lot of their needs Uh, um, are uh, met through the leaves. um, uh, Very much so. And of course, um, uh, like some of my um, um, orchids, they do have aerial roots, Mm -hmm. um, the roots that come out into the air. Yes. um, You know, and then they're all seeking moisture too. That's That's why I miss them. That's right. uh, Day and night. And of course, um, I can tell whether the roots are healthy or not because they're all nice and, you know, uh, um, Firm. Uh, uh, um, green. Yeah. And um, how, what's that word? Fat. Yes, yes fat, fat, exactly. Yeah. And so, then, of course, you know, once in a while, um, some of them will wither. They'll turn, you know, brown and, yep. you know, they look dried. So, you so just I, I need to trim them. Snip those off if they look withered or dry. Yes, so, ju- exactly. so just as a quick yes. final here, a uh, few roots on the surface, not a problem. They should be there yes. as long as they're fat and juicy and healthy. Leave them alone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Exactly. Hey, Barbara, thank you so, so much for this. No, this has been great. It's a pleasure. And maybe we'll just have to get you back at some point because we've had an awful lot of interest in orchids and orchid questions. So yes, you've been great. I'd be delighted, Charlie. And also don't forget that um, these um, orchids that people are buying here, mm. they're actually um, grown in Canada. Oh, they're more good. hardy. Good. Uh, and uh, it'll be easier to maintain. So look for those tags that say grown in Canada. They're grown in Canada because uh, usually um, orchids, you know, from the natural habitat, yes. um, actually they grow the roots, you know, grow in the bark of trees. Right. And they usually grow a little bit under the shade. They can't have too much sun, not That's too right. much shade. That's right. So, but in Canada, they're a bit more hardy. Oh, good. So Excellent. Good tip. <laughs> well, you've just heard the words from Barbara the Orchid Lady, and she'll be back. <laughs> Barbara Lee. We will. We'll <laughs> get you, you back. Thanks Thank again. You, Thank you, Charlie. It's a pleasure. All righty. Have a great day. And we have to take a little bit of a commercial break right here, and we'll be back momentarily here on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show from AM740. Getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And Frank Proctor welcoming Elsie from Norwich. Hello there, Nor- Elsie. <laughs> Elsie, how are you? <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Elsie. What's going on in your garden? I have a question about my bromeliad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have a, a shoot that has grown up to a large size. I gave it the apple, sliced apple treatment 
a month or two ago, and still nothing has happened. But you say you have a shoot that's growing up. Is it growing up in the center of the bromeliad? Yeah, there's no flower up in the center of it yet. But there will be. So you you have. Should I take it to the welder and get a shot of ethylene? I don't think you need to go that far. Uh, if you did the apple trick, how long did you leave it with the apple? Elsie? Yes. How long did you have the apple and the bromeliad together? Uh, 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 uh. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Okay. Okay, tell you what, Elsie, you hang up the phone, and then you can turn up the radio, and I'll tell you what I think you should do. Well. Yep. Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go. She was going to say, well. So you're thinking, wow, that was pretty interesting. Take it to the welders and get a shot of ethylene. <laughs> <laughs> You know what that's all about? No, I have no okay. idea what they're all about. All right. So bromeliads are a plant that lives forever and ever and ever. They're, they're, pineapples are a form of bromeliad, so they have that rosette of leaves. Oh, okay. And the flower comes up in the center of the rosette. But sometimes they'll sit in your house, that beautiful, they're quite firm leaves, they're mm-hmm. silvers and greens and colorful as anything. Uh, but years and years can go by and you're waiting for flowers. So my advice to Elsie, she, she, the reason she did the apple is because as an apple is um, senescing or dying, it's giving off something called ethylene. And ethylene can often cause a flower bud to form on a, pine, on a bromeliad, which is the going to the welders is even a more extreme <laughs> way of getting some ethylene on this plant. Um, but don't. I wouldn't, if you did the apple for a couple of weeks, Elsie, that means you put it in a plastic bag, you have an apple in the bag with the bromeliad, you leave them together for a couple of weeks, as she said mm-hmm. she did, not in direct sunlight, then that can often just make the whole thing go to the next stage. Maybe go back and do the apple again. Elsie, I wouldn't go taking the bromeliad out for a trip to the welders in the middle of winter. It's a tropical plant. Keep it in a bright spot. If you're doing the apple trick in the plastic bag, take it out of the direct sunlight. Keep it bright, though. Always water into the top rosette leaves. And make sure it's room temperature, uh, you know, sat water that has sat out, that doesn't have a lot of salt buildup. And give it time. I'm sure as soon as you get it out of the bag, get it into a bright spot. I find my bromeliads bloom every year, and I have them in full sun, southern window, super hot and sunny. And they do bust forth with all kinds of blooms every year with very little fiddling around. So that would be my suggestion. And we're getting down to the end of the hour, Frank. You're, Yikes. you're staying Yikes. here, though. I get, I'm get i getting yeah, out of here, and yeah. you're staying. It'll be the Frankie Proctor get-together. We're live in the city, we call it. Yes. And I'm going to be in- introducing a lot of neat folks to the folks out there. Excellent. So yeah. lots of live stuff going on. And great Toronto. music as well, oh, as always, as at AM740. Because yeah. you are just that cool. Well, exactly. So, yes, perfect. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for all your wonderful support today and oh, grace I, for all your help, technical help and, and support. I Charlie, and come back next week, same time, same station, huh? And I'll see you then. <laughs> okay. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.